coming up this week on episode 14 of the Hella Years podcast. My brothers maintain and fillet hang out with me and we talk about the one and only Wyclef. That's right. We're going to revisit his album, The Carnival. It's been 25 years since that album dropped. We're also going to pick our top five Wyclef songs and we're going to talk about cheat days and have a few laughs along the way. It's all happening right here. Episode 14 of the Hella Years podcast. Let's go. Hip hop and wellness. You're in the right spot. It's the Hell of Years Podcast. Episode motherfucking 14. Maintain and Filet, the mayor. What's my up dudes in the building. Well, the virtual building. I keep getting fucked up because it's like we're hanging out. I'm seeing y'all. I'm chilling with y'all. It sounds like we're just sitting in the same room. But you out there in Washington, Filet. You out there in yeah. California, Maintain. Right. I'm up here in Oregon. It's like we got the whole damn West Coast up in this motherfucker. <laughs> We got the whole damn West Coast in the building. Yeah, man. Maintain. How was your day, bro? On a Wednesday? It was a good day, man. All right. Pushing along through it, man. Filet, you had a good day today? Yeah, had a wonderful day, man. Got to the bag, as usual, and uh, I woke up blessed. Hey, so look, this week, uh, I want to talk about Wyclef, and uh, he's kind of one of those artists that, you know, I know a lot of people that don't really fuck with Wyclef. They fuck with the Fugees. I like them. I think you might want to expand on that. I like the Fugees a lot. Yeah. I, mean, I really adore the Fugees. Do you like Wyclef? I do. Wait, I, wait, I, I am right. a Wyclef fan, though. Right. Right. I, I love I love Lauren Hill. Right. Right. But then, you know, Wyclef, he, he's an excellent producer. Okay? I'm not going to take it away from the man. But rapping... Yeah, I feel you. I mean, the thing we got to consider, because when you talk about Wyclef, there is like the producer Wyclef, the songwriter, the the orchestrator, the, you know, the conductor, the coordinator who puts it all together, the composer, right? And then there's like rapper, artist, singer Wyclef as well, which might not be everybody's flavor. But I do want to talk about that. And I want to go back to 1997 because last week um, it was the Carnival's 25th anniversary. It came out in 97. Okay. Wow. So it's, yes. it's been a minute. June 24th, 1997. Now, for some context, how we were just talking a little bit on the intro on the Fuji's there. The score yeah. album comes out in 1996. I think it was February, right? It was come out in yeah. early 96, which is the year I graduated high school. And we were having, That's right? We're having house parties at my crib like every Friday night. And we're listening to the score. Like that was one of the albums that was like my senior year in high school. Right. They got Fuji law. They got ready or not. There are slappers. It sells 15 million albums worldwide. Okay. My parents bought that album. That's what I'm saying. Wins a couple of Grammys for the, for the album. And the, the next thing that Wyclef does is the carnival album, which is his debut solo album. After literally being like one of the biggest things in the world, right? So the hype at that time, 1997, when Wyclef's about to drop this album, there's quite a buzz in the name, you know, the Fugees and the name Wyclef. They held some weight back then. But now maintain, we were talking before we got started and you said when you've been re-listening to it this week, it really sounds like 1997 to you. I feel like he hit the the bullseye with this project. For this to be the second thing behind that, like the score is is a uh, marvelous album, right? So it's hard to put anything next to it. So if you come behind it, 
he was right on it. I'm listening to it like it felt like 97, you know what I mean, in a good way. Okay. And I felt like he was ahead of the curve with a lot of things on that project as well. But now, Filet, I know you were listening to the score as me and Maintain were in 96, but you were saying come like 97 and just Wyclef on his on his own solo music wasn't getting your attention at the time? Or what's a nice way yeah. to say that, you know? Okay, like, I'm going to put my age out there, right? I'm a 44-year-old hip-hop head. So in 1997, Wyclef for me was kind of sellout-ish. He was not like Fuji Wyclef no more. How come? What happened? Be- Kind of like Maintain said he was before his times. He was Afrobeats before he, Afrobeats had a name. He was doing content a, that people weren't doing. Like, he wasn't afraid to step out the box. That Right, exactly. It wasn't the Fugees when he did this one. You feel me? It was a whole different right. vibe. But it still felt to me like a Fugees project. Like, you have Lauren Hill on there. You have John Forte, yeah. and you have Melky Sedeck, and you have Proz, and like... But it also but, felt like his album. His sense of humor came out a lot. Uh huh. A lot of skits on that project. Like he held. There are some good skits to the skits. Yeah. Like he gave you a cohesive project. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So you go from somebody that's like underground, and then a year later they give you this sound. It's not that it's not dope. It's just it'll catch you off guard. Fair enough. Like Clef just kept taking off. I guess too at the time, if you think about June of '97, right? We lost Pac. What? September 96. We lost big. Right. March 9th, 309, uh, 1997. As far as if we're you're into hip hop and like we just lost Pac and we just lost big, I'm maybe Work. I'm not checking for Wyclef's solo album. You think that was a part right. of it too, maybe? I know like at that point it was like maybe we needed his music more mm-hmm. for kind of like the the tone of hip hop of like what was happening, the nature of uh, of what was happening around hip hop at that time. So for me as a young lion out there, that's like, I lost my guy Pac. I didn't really rock with Biggie. I'm a young thundercat. What am I bobbing my head to? What am I rocking in my headphones? And you say it's probably not Wyclef's solo album. It, it's not Wyclef's solo album, bro. Right. I wasn't doing it for me like that. I feel that. Gone to November is a great record. Like, I'll listen to the record. It was okay, let's talk about like, that record. I'm glad you bring that up. So, a record okay. like Gone Till November. It's tough to um, not make a commercial song about, like, I'm going to be locked up. He didn't make it feel poppy. He made it feel exactly how it should. Like, he communicated that that emotion very well. I thought that was a, a fantastic song. You know, I'm, I got so many Wyclef songs and I'm not going to pick Fuji songs for my top five, but I'm just saying Gone Till November may or may not be in there. That is a that is a fantastic record. I don't think it's the best record on the carnival, though. There's a, a couple other really good ones. But to me, and I'm interested to see how both y'all feel. So maintain I'm going to ask you first about there's a song called Guantanamera. This shit sound like some it doesn't sound like necessarily hip-hop in 97 this sounds like some world global music do you guys even remember hearing it did you how did you feel about it now that you're older and more mature and can look back on that record what does a record like that mean to y'all in 1997 let's go outside and have fun go see some people you know what i mean go have a good time i like that record it feels old and new and the latin flavor there i have fun every time it came on comes on 
It's a great I record, it man. Today, running through it, I'm like, ooh, I know that film. That's the standout of on that album. You know that to right. me is the standout. Like, yes, record. Filet, what do you think about Guantanamera? Okay, I like two songs on that that record. Okay, <laughs> that <album. laughs> I like. Okay, so but the one thing I'm going to tell you is he was another reason why he was ahead of his time. I don't know if you've listened to Drake's new album or heard any of Beyonce's new album, how they've kind of been more dance tracky, mm-hmm. but it's more of a world music yes. sound, yeah. right? Absolutely. When about, so when you think about Wyclef's 25 now, years ago, 25 years right. ago, he's doing a record right. like Guantanamera. Right. Yes, and then apply it now. If you if you apply some if a different drum beat to that now, you may have another hit record. No, right? that's very like, true. Literally, that's very true. Literally, right? Yep. And so, so that's like that 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 record was ahead of its time, and I and I've always loved that record because that record gave you that Latin feel, that that good feeling, that that record that you can just kind of like just gig and dance to, yep. and just have like a good time to like. Uh, and a good feeling and then yeah you could play it anywhere and you got lauren hill on it too you know what i'm saying like if you got lauren hill rapping on it yep now that i'm thinking from the score to that album and what you hear on that album and artists being willing to take risk whoa yeah bro he's got songs on there where he just raps in haitian french dude like right who was rapping in other languages before that like that is only kind of more recently popular that you're listening to people well, rapping other I, languages. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Afro beats before Afro beats, man. Like, yeah. right. it, it's literally that. Still, I, I didn't like that album. Sorry, you know, I was just, I was just in a different. He's like, yeah, that song was great, but fuck that album is basically. I, I was just, you know, 1997. I was just in a different frame of mind. Yeah, like, you know, now like I can appreciate appreciate it for what it was, and but it's a 1997 sound. If he went back and redid that album, mm. and hell, I may like it now. You I feel know what you. I mean? I hear you, and I mean there is a carnival. Two, there's a Carnival Three. Carnival Two actually has my two favorite Wyclef songs ever on it. That was ten years later right. in two thousand and seven. But I think, like, I listened to it probably four, almost five times this week, right? Because when I'm picking an album of the week, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna revisit that shit. I'm gonna sit with it in different ways. I'm gonna ride to it. I'm gonna take a walk to it. I'm gonna just play it on in the background. In the background, I'm gonna play it on the speakers in the in the bedroom. I'm gonna sit and and experience it in different ways, right? It's like one of those old movies that you really loved a long time ago, and then right. you rewatch it, and you're like, this was not as dope as I thought it was back then. But you still have a new appreciation for it, right? So as I was listening to a lot of these records, I felt like, yeah, musically, as a conductor, as a composer, the concepts, all of that was like 10 out of 10 for me. And then some of like like his verse, I would be like, that sounded kind, I don't want to say corny, but like, just a little like you weren't on there spitting bars it felt more like a co- he was playing a character bro like, like yeah he was playing a character in the carnival yeah he'll pin you he'll pin you a record 
in a matter of seconds. Oh, yeah. His hook game is fantastic. But I remember 1997 and loving the album. But just now, right. 25 years later, different ears on it. I'm like, like, I love so much about it, except for how you're spitting right now. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And I didn't know as much about if you're gassing fools back in 1997. <laughs> You know what yeah, I mean? There was a lot of people that, that gassed level. in the yeah, 90s. I'm not some, saying that. Right. But, like, now no, I go his back. His album was not even the bar of 97 gas. You feel me? Right. But he still gassed in there. You feel me? Yeah. Because it's bigger than a rap, and I think we got to take our rap ears off of it. Yeah. And you listen to it from a different right. point of view. Or, like, your world ears, your global ears, like, kind of yeah, what you were right. talking about, Mayor, where you was like, you know, if, if you think about the Drake album or the Beyonce or that, like, reaching the masses reaching a, di- yeah, like a whole it's, it's big audience, right? Yeah. You got to yeah. think. So look, Wyclef, right? He's born in Haiti. He doesn't move to Brooklyn yeah. until he's nine years old, right? And he right. says stories about how he thought when he was going to get to the United States, like money was going to be falling from the fucking sky. And he's like, <laughs> we had to fucking struggle just as hard as we did back in Haiti. It was fucking <laughs> crazy. He said he literally remembers eating dirt. Like, fuck. <laughs> For food, like dirt's not food, man. But he tells you that, right? He's got, and he, what was his escape? That's what deep. was what was his way to find his American dream? And his reality was the guitar and music, right? One right. of the illest fucking the things I've ever seen was a concert, and Wycliffe came out and performed with a guitar, and he just—it was like ten minutes. He wasn't even really supposed to be there, but he popped out right. and he started just playing shit on the electric guitar, right? Then he started playing Wu Tang Clan. Ain't nothing to fuck with on the guitar by himself on the front of the stage. But on the guitar, Wait, right? And I'm like, it was like in San Jose, man. It was like a '94/9 concert or some shit, like a fucking a concert, one of those. Yeah, but there was like you know, like 15 different people, and just Wyclef busted out. It was like, oh shit! And then he just started busting on the guitar. That's all he did was play the guitar for a little bit. And was like, peace, y'all, I'm out. And it was no, fucking I, dope. I seen him do the same thing, but not in San Jose. But I seen him do the same exact thing, but I can't remember where. Yeah. He's a musician. He's a composer. He's yeah. a writer. He's yeah. a conductor. He understands chords and scales and all that shit that like... 99% of people like in hip hop, this is no knock. You don't, I'm not saying you have to understand all that shit to make dope music. But when you do understand that shit, the stuff that you produce in like, like a Quincy Jones album is, it sounds like that because he understands music. You know what I'm saying? And Wyclef is a musician like that. And you can actually hear that if you, if you spend some time just listening to the, the musicality of it and the writing and the chord progressions and the stuff that he puts in there just technically it's pretty fucking impressive, man. It is. But you know, you know one thing that he needs to do though? Uh. He needs to give his bodyguard gas money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True fucking story. Okay. Like, you know, maintain like I like to fly under the radar, you know, I'm the mayor. And the mayor likes to, you know, dip in and out of New York City. I was out there hanging out with Big Bro, uh, Ebro. And we were on the, the FDR. And I happened to see uh, this big gentleman pushing this gigantic fucking custom-made fucking chopper down the damn FDR. Like, what the fuck? Like, Ebro's like, bro, that looked like like Wyclef security dude so we like slowed up 
and they end up being them, right? Pull up next to him, and bro, it's like remember that show, uh, American Chopper. It was with the dad and the son, the dad with the little hand, the, the mustache, yeah, and, uh, fucking. Yeah, they make bro. like the Spider Man uh, motorcycle yeah, and, and no, the, the jet the engine. Was the Spider Man? It was the, the Spider Man fucking chopper. Yeah, From the Michelle? custom Spider Man chopper. Yeah, it was that chopper. He was pushing that chopper, bro, down the fucking road. We're just like, bro, like, is everything good? Like, you all right? He's like, bro, everything's good, bro. Yeah. I just, I ran out of gas. We're just like, oh, shit. Like, we want you on your rides. You know, he's like, bro, I just, I'll push it to the gas station. We're like, all right, bro, we just pushed off. And, like, it was, you know what I'm saying? It was just, we cracked up, and it was just hella funny that, White left big ass, this big ass Haitian dude. He had to be like six eight, bro. Motherfucker <laughs> was humongous. Just pushing, pushing the chopper, fucking, pushing the chopper, and then FDR is like the main. You know what I'm saying? If you're in New York, it's the main travel thing on the Hudson River, bro. Like, boom. Yeah, but here's here's the question: Is was White left riding his bike? And he ran out of gas, and he was like, fuck this, you push that, motherfucker. And he got swooped up, and then he was like, I'm out of here. Hey, bro, you need to push that. You need to get that shit to the gas station. Now, now that is the question, because the, the look he had on his face wasn't cool. Wyclef was probably like, cause riding around, that shit's like, he's like, oh, shit. He pull over. Hey, 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 you got to push that. And then he jumps in the bourbon, and, and I'm out of here. He takes off. Oh, he's bad as fuck. Yeah, he wasn't oh pushing gosh. that shit. Oh, that's crazy oh as fuck, wow. man. Is there anything else about the carnival that I wanted to talk to you guys about? Wyclef's career because of the carnival and, and the Fuji's album, he he's going to be able to do things forever. Like, And I don't know if you guys have noticed this, and I think it's something that we should probably look into deeper is all these artists selling their masters. Uh, I just read some about Irv Gotti doing that for like 300 yes. million. Who yeah, paid yeah, 300 just, million for those masters? Yeah, You're right, tripping. Right, Somebody right, needs to right. tell them that wasn't a great investment. I'm sorry. Right. Right. You want to exactly, pay 300 Justin. million for the murder Inc catalog? I sure as fuck right. don't No, for half of it. So Justin Timberlake just did the same thing. Like, so I'm seeing this trend. Like, why, why are these older artists doing this? Like, you know, it's a little, so what's going on? Like, there's a trend happening here. So like, there's something bigger at hand. Like, are they, are they just giving up their streaming rights and they're still getting their, they're not getting shit after that. No, look, think about it like this, dude. It's like how, uh, like how ballplayers sign contracts or max contracts or whatever. And they make, shit 200 or 300 100 million that's a lot of money but whoever's running that shit knows they're gonna make a couple billies off that or they they got that shit for the long haul but to somebody like irv Gotti, someone offers you 300 million right now he hasn't been seeing that kind of money in a long time if not ever even when they were at the height of whatever they weren't 300 millionaires i'm just saying right who's like job rule like uh Ashanti and Ja Rule's gonna make you that money back. Like, ooh, what do you guys think? Was, uh, maintain. What do you think Wyclef's catalog would sell for? What kind of what kind of right. dough is he getting on them masters? Right, that's a great question. I'm just, I'm just gonna be honest with y'all. I, I fucked with the first Ja Rule album. Vini Vidi Vici. You guys are disrespecting. Ja Rule. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe this nigga's got a lot of money, bro. I, they can sell it for three hundred million. Hold on, I can't for, believe bro. it. I want to talk about White Clef, and you just hold on. Though. You just took me down a whole different. <laughs> 
I can't I'm believe just you just went to bat for Ja Rule. I can't believe it right now. You gave me a number of 300 million. You're going to tell me he didn't do something? No, I didn't say that. No, I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying, like. I'm just saying, bro. You I'm think that's worth $300 million for those masters. But. Whoever bought it for three hundred million, no. they had to make a good investment, bro. They spent three hundred. No, million, they 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 you weren't paying attention to hip hop then. Bro. They don't know what the fuck they were talking about, man. They got they know, did bro. not make a good decision. Think about the licensing, bro. Come Sound on, the alarm, boots. Sound the damn alarm, bro. They was on a run, bro. Mm. They was on they was on a run. What? They almost put they almost put Death Row, Rap a Lot, and Murder Inc. together, bro. They didn't though. What? You know what happened? You no. know what happened? Why it no. didn't work? That's when the feds hit them. The feds what? started fucking with rap a lot and they fuck with you feel me, murder it. Cause yeah. I don't want to seem like a hater. I should I'm congratulating Earth Gotti right. and Ja Rule and Murder Inc. They fucking they had a successful run, right? Okay. They right. did their thing. Now I wasn't playing their shit. I mean we were playing it on the radio. I wasn't bumping that shit. I've never listened right. to any of those albums front to back. And maybe yeah. I should give them a chance. I, I don't want to be a hater. But come on, man. We talked about the carnival being like some crossover music he was able to reach other other ears with, right? Yeah. That's what Ja Rule and Ashanti was doing, bro. Who are they? Yes, bro. Who are they, ja though? Was singing before any of them like that. What are you talking about? Oh, oh man. We were playing them. That's right. They, we bro, played they, fuck they, they out of them. They fit in the pocket. They fit in the pocket of when people Wait. lost. You feel hey, me? Boots. Uh, I'm, not in fr- I'm not in front of my laptop. Is Wyclef on the Masters of the Fugees? Oh, uh, I don't know. But I, if you told me Wyclef sold his shit for three hundred million, I'd be like, "All right, I'll all take right. that deal." All right, if, okay. If, if he owns the Masters of the Fuji, I'm sure he does not. That was their second album. Their first one was what Blunted on Reality in ninety three, ninety four, because they were like the translator crew, right? And Fuji right. short for refugees. Uh, they had they signed Columbia Records. They had an album a couple years before the score, right? Blunted on Reality, right. right? I forget what the record was on there. I'm going to the wall. I'll be right back. I'm going to the wall, going to the wall, going to the wall, going to the wall. I'm going to the wall. I got the Fuji's translator crew blending on reality. First album. Uh, they had a dope song on here. It's called Nappy Heads. They had that song vocab. That was a good song. And then what else was on here? There was one other one that I used to remember slapping too. Didn't he produce all their shit too? Yeah, 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 for sure. Booth Bath, I think. I, so, so this album comes out ninety three, ninety four is when it, it it they made this joint. Some people were like, "Oh," but it's probably mostly because of the production in Lauren Hill, right? Lauren Hill, we forget about how incredible she is as an MC. She's got fucking bars, and she sounds good, right? She sounds good just when she raps. When she speaks on the mic, singing or rapping, it is an amazing time about to happen. So I mean I'm guessing when they signed their first deal on Columbia, he's not he's not power playing in 1993 to be like, and I get my no. masters. And be like, who the fuck no. are you? You get right. you get this little twenty percent, eat a dick. That's what you get. Right. I mean, just saying honestly, little, and he probably took it because it airs this twenty k advance. You know what I'm saying? It probably was something like that, and you bought a gold right. chain and a little BMW and a couple months of rent, and then it cracked. So that's fantastic. Yeah, it took off. It took off. And then they do the score and they sell 15 million worldwide. Right. Everything changes. Wow. You know what I'm saying? We're ready or not. And Fuji La and that, you know, Killing Me Softly, the fucking smash on there. So, yeah. Then after that. I like that on the carnival. What's that? talked about how he wasn't sampling. Yeah. That's a business mind right there. I mean. He's like, I, I need all them checks. 
You got to clear all that shit. You got to pay for all that shit. You got to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, as as we wrap up a little talk on the carnival, um, I think it's worth everybody taking a little time to revisit and listen to it. And there might be a few songs on there that you feel like Filet is talking about, or it might make you feel like it's 97, like Maintain was talking about, bring you back to that time. You might listen and hear and appreciate some of the music a little bit more and some of the instruments and the writing and all that. But we invite you to just go check it out, man. It's been 25 years since the carnival came out. 1997, you were doing something. or Who knows? Maybe you're a youngster. You weren't even born yet. We got a few young listeners. Shout out to all the young listeners out there. But, you know, if, uh, if, if you were around in 97, you know, I just graduated high school and I was a big fan of the Fugees. That score album was a big album, you know, that uh, I have a lot of good memories. And, and we invite you to go check that out. We're going to talk in just a minute about... Um, cheat days and you're like that's kind of weird why are we transitioning into cheat days uh i read an article a couple years ago i just remember i ran across it and it was white cleft talking about how you should take cheat days for your meals because you know you die if you don't do them like you got to find little ways to reward yourself and i want to expand a little bit on that with my bros so keep it locked it's episode 14 hell of years podcast don't move nothing hip-hop and wellness you know it. you're in the right spot it's the hell of years podcast all right so this is what I mean when I talk about cheat days. Because I've been on it for like since January. Other than my little COVID hit, two weeks I was man down. I've been on it. And I'm down like over 40 pounds. I'm probably in the best shape I've been in in a minute. I'm walking every single day that I'm not at the hospital. I'm hitting the pavement. I'm walking. I'm exercising. I'm lifting weights. I'm doing all the good stuff. On I'm eating right. And every now and again, I'm taking cheat days. And I think they're really important for all of us to find ways to to reward ourselves and to work towards things, but also learn discipline because it feels good to me when I can just drink one beer and be done. How do y'all feel about cheat days? I agree with you 100%, bro. I've been on this journey for we're going into week 14, so you got to be disciplined in the beginning and shock your body. Right. That's the game my partner gave me. So once I got about 11 weeks I was definitely looking at cheat days as a way to reward because you don't have to do too much. You know what I mean? If right. we overheat from sweets and fast foods or fried foods or whatever it may be, we overindulge it more than anything. So when you go back yeah. to a cheat day, you just get a little taste and get back to it. How about you? How are you feeling on cheat days, Filet? What's that? What's that mean to you when you hear that? That's all about the cheat days over here. All about them. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though, bro. He like, said, let me tell you, you know, about cheat days. No bullshit. You know, I I've been through like so much shit, bro. Like, uh, so to give you an example of like a cheat day that I created for myself, so I've completely kind of like cut meat out of my diet. So every once in a while, we'll have meat. You know what I mean? Every once in a while. Here uh, this past weekend, it was Juneteenth, right? Happy Juneteenth, maintain. And so uh, my friend had a Juneteenth party. And so, but he smokes like these briskets, bro. As soon as you hit the corner, you smelt it. Bro, these smoked briskets, bro. Like, bro. Hey, I was like, look, I told my wife, I was like, look, if I'm going to eat some meat, I'm going to eat this brisket. You know what I'm saying? 
So all week I didn't eat no meat, right? Like at all. Like like well and like and what I mean by that, like we're more like pescatarian. So like we eat like shrimp or like some type of seafood or something. Or just be like all veggies. So it was like no fish, no shrimp, nothing. It was straight veggies or just smoothies, right? Like all starting like that Sunday all week. And then so like on Saturday, do it on the party. Bro, like I just overindulged in, in the brisket. But it was fire. The next day, like both my wife and I, we paid for it. Oh, bro, listen, but all our stomach hurts so bad. Yeah. The next day on Sunday, both of us were right. sitting there like, why we eat it like that? I mean, like, I don't know. But it was so good going down. Oh, man. But it was, but it was, but, you know, but you have to have those type of days because now it's like, it inspired us immediately, like, up, oh, back on the train. Yeah. Salads. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, back on the train, vegetables, like, you know what I mean? Like, all right, get this. Get this crap out of the out of air. Fruits. Get the fruits. Get the smoothies back going. Like immediately. Like back on back on uh back on our thing. So, uh, you know, immediately you kind of like get you back on the horse right away. So, I um, mean, haven't even talked about even having the next cheat day yet. You know what I mean? Yep. Like so, it's not even it's not even on the radar yet for when the next cheat day is you know so that's why i think you need them though because when you have them then you follow it up with like now i gotta get back on it because like i just that just happened to me last week we had delilah's 13th birthday right right and then we had a little family get together to celebrate for her we ordered some pizzas i ate some delicious fucking hawaiian pizza Mm-mm-mm. And I paid for it. Later on, I was like, oh, I feel like shit. Because I haven't really been eating carbs like that. Like, have a lot of them or a lot of cheese right. or just something just that sits on your stomach differently. And I was like, oh. Yeah, but it tasted wonderful. And then, but then later, I was like, oh, I don't know if I really wanted to do that because I feel like boo boo right now. And then, and then it took like a day to feel better. And that could have right. been a combination because I had a brewski too. A nice little sticky hands had me feeling fantastic but i'm just saying like i was fucked off over that and it made me be like i'm back on my shit first thing tomorrow and all i did was just have a little bit of pizza it wasn't like i just went stupid ham the whole day i did eat some ham though on my nice hawaiian pizza and if you don't like hawaiian pizza that's okay but don't get mad at me because i like hawaiian pizza people get mad at the pineapple on the pizza don't be pissed off at the pineapple why you get mad sometimes people get mad at hawaiian pizza it's fucked up, man. What if you were Hawaiian pizza? You want people just to be mad at you and shit. I'm just saying. Pizza be cool about the Hawaiian pizza. But uh, the point is, I ate some. It made me feel like shit. And it just made me want to say, I want to get back on it. And I think that's what Wycliffe was talking about, too. It's like you need you need that to know that you have a little bit of space and you can live a little bit. And then you can also learn and remember why you like being disciplined and why you like taking better care of yourself. Cause it, when you feel, when you're taking good care of yourself, you feel better. You know what I'm saying? And 100%. it's right. a good feeling to feel good. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's crazy absolutely. how quick the body show you what it don't want. When you feed it things you don't want, rather it's energy, rather it's food. You yeah. know what I mean? It don't take a lot. And then when we eat these foods and not pay attention to that, we just live in that, that state and that feeling. And it's, it's kind of fucked up because it's like if it's some 
some food that's not good for you or whatnot, usually it tastes so damn good. So like you right. eat it in the moment and you're like, oh, I'm enjoying this so much. But it's almost like that's kind of fucked up because you, you then I'm oh, going to feel like ass. Or yeah, you're like, <laughs> man, you just... You just got one over on me, food, you right. motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. It's a damn trick. It's a damn trick. That food will get you. Fast food on you like, ah, I got you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's that damn brisket, Derek. Yeah, that, that food pulled a fast one on you, Mayor. It fucking that got you. Fucking D-smoke got me with the smoke brisket. I mean, it's not a super uh, in-depth conversation. We're just talking about having cheat days. But as you can see, like... It's fun. It gives you a little, a little bit of a variety and a reminder uh, of why we do what we do. Uh, sometimes it's it's good just to taste some shit that that you enjoy because you like how it tastes. Uh, but it also then your body, if you start feeling like ass, it's like telling you, hey, maybe don't do that much of it. You know, it's like if you get hella drunk and it's hella fun, and then you feel like absolute shit, it's because you just poisoned yourself, dumb dumb. Of course, you're gonna feel like shit. That shit is not good for you. Hey, then it's like, enjoy me. Woo-woo. Food fucking play the fast one on you. Alcohol play the fast one on you. And then you feel like shit. It's okay to have a little bit of poison every now and again. You know, it's, you know though. Moderation, though. You know it might fuck you up a little bit, right? We learn that as we get older. Think of how many more times we got fucked up in our 20s. You know what I'm saying? Shit face. When's the last time you were shit faced? Mm-hmm. Go man, maintain. <laughs> you will maintain the go first. I'm talking about yes. you would be like, ooh, the last time I was like, ugh, I'm on one was when. That's a few years for sure, bro. Yeah. It's, it's in that kind of range of like what I feel like is shit face. Like, all right, you feel me? I'm a sip. I'm a social drinker. Yeah, you know what I mean. But there's still limits to that. What about you, fillet? Uh, I can't say the same. Actually, today uh, is a Tuesday. <laughs> so I can't, I can't say the same. I'm going to have, and I'm sorry, Smith. The last time I hung out with Matt Smith, I was probably shit-faced. Just on a side note, we're not allowed to hang out with Smith in a group anymore. Just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> That's what came about from that inter- that hangout? So there's like, you know, a group of like basketball dads, all of our girls like play ball with each other at one time. And so we all kind of go out on like dad, like, you know, our mom, like mom have like mom nights out. Yeah. We, we have like dad nights out Well, they go drop us off at a bar That's like dope. downtown. Yeah. And, and then we go kick it and then they come pick us up. That's happened a couple times, and there's, you know, been, there's there. been some shit faced getting going on. <laughs> yeah, there's there's been some stuff. I know I didn't happenings. I didn't say that right, but you know what I meant. Like y'all were just getting shit faced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There been some stuff happening out there. So you know, so definitely not a couple years ago. Maybe you know, maybe a couple months ago. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, we're gonna come back. We're gonna pick some. Some Wyclef songs that uh, we like. I don't even know if Filet can come up with a top five. So we maybe we'll just, we'll play. I got five for sure. So I'm going to share mine with y'all. Maintain, do you do you got five Wyclef songs or no? Yeah. Okay, cool. So we, we'll, we'll get that. And then Ow. 
We'll get some commentary from you for like. I like your guys' songs. Yeah, that's a great idea. We're coming right back with that right here at Hell of Years Podcast. Domino, 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 Domino
I I I really dig that song, nine one one White Clef and Mary J Blige. You remember that record for like? You got a weird look on your face. You didn't fuck with nine one one. Yeah, I just know you used to play with your nipples to that song. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Listening Look, to White Cliff. A lot of nostalgic moments. God, White Cliff. Man, you don't like White Cliff that much. This Every this motherfucker. I'm not. White Cliff record. Come on, he'd be like, well, well. Just remember that. Fuck you. I like All that right. song. All right. So I'm gonna I know you do. Maintain what you uh, got. That song was also on my list today. So. The song 911 that I just played? For surely. Okay. One of, one of my okay. most favorite okay. songs by him. For All sure. right. That's two votes for 911. Yeah. Okay. Both of y'all was playing. So now I'm going to skip on to this next one. This All right. was actually off the carnival. It's him and Lauren. It's Gunpowder. Oh, yeah. This record's dope. She on there busting, too. Check that one out if y'all don't know about it. All right, then I give you um, off of also the carnival. I give you my number four. I'm fucking with Gone Till November. Uh, great record, Gone Till November. Actually, this uh, earlier in the week, I threw the little link on my website, hellyears.com, zachwoodruff.com, but I threw up a little link to the video to that Gone Till November. Do you guys know who made a cameo in that video? second i just can't remember the video bob dylan is in the video which many argues one of the greatest songwriters of all time in in folk music and whatnot and americana but anyway bob dylan was in that in that video uh gone till november so that was my number four but if you also had 911 let me play catch up and play one more so my number three also off the carnival was that record that we were talking about earlier that to me is the best record on the carnival i feel like anytime guantanamera comes on Shut it down. You play this shit right now. Summer night out there in whatever neighborhood, wherever. Enjoying some delicious food, some drinks. You know, you throw this shit on. Fantastic, dude. Yeah, that's a good record. So I gotta, I gotta give Guantanamera uh, my number three. So we get two picks left. What's your second to last pick? Ran across another one today. I think is dope. It's called Hendrix. What album is that off of? Something I can't say. Some Dre Apostrophe. The Haitian French. But you ain't got French no hair album. on this motherfucker. When I first looked at the cover, I'm like, oh, that's not White Club. Then I yeah. looked again, I'm like, oh. When you cut his hair, I don't even remember that. Yeah. Dope he, record. Absolutely. He's got some other some oh. other good albums. Actually, my favorite album is not The Carnival. He has several great albums. The Carnival Part 2 is my favorite Wyclef album, and my top two songs are off of that album. I know a lot of people that never spent any time with that album. At all. Carnival 2. Be like, I don't fucking know anything off that record. My two favorite Wyclef songs are on that record. Look, so my number two, actually, he did a song for this guy's album. They did a record, and then they did a second record for Wyclef's album, so they both had singles with each other on it. And we were still right. working in radio at the time, so we were playing these records. So the one that's not on my list that he made was was one called You Know What It Is, and that was off T.I. versus T.I.P. So he did a song with T.I., right, Wycliffe and T.I. And then Wycliffe right. and T.I. did another song on the Carnival 2, and it was called Slow Down. And wow. this record right here, dude, with T.I. on it, 
This is the Wyclef that I like Cause let T.I. do the rapping Right With that dope shit You just come with that production And that hook And that worldly feel So If you haven't listened to this song before It's called Slow Down And it is It is ridiculous And it's worth spending some time with I've spent a lot of time with Carnival 2 And I almost wanted to talk about that And I was like no it's the 25th year anniversary Of the Carnival It was 1997 I'm like that's something That's a hell of years ago That's a good one to talk about But even though for me Carnival 2 has better records on it Give me your top pick Maintain Alrighty alright You know I had to pull one of them And classics off of the score We used to be number 10 Now we permanent at 1 July Right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, dude, the score. That shit, uh, is, that shit is hard. I, You guys, I don't know if you saw, for like, but I have put up my top 10, like, hip-hop albums. And, oh, I did. Ah, uh, I can't believe I didn't. I didn't even think about the score. And it, it might not make the 10, but it might make the 20. But, <laughs> but I said that's just what came to my mind like at the time. Like I was just, whatever came in. I was like, I know Doggy Styles number one, what's number two? And then I just bing, 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 and put them out. But like the score, oh my God, that was such a fucking album, dude. Oh, amazing. Good pick. All right. So um, my number one song, I promise you, you guys probably ain't spent no time with this. It's Again, it's off that Carnival 2 record. To me, it is uh, the energy of it, the way that it feels, the people that are on it. Uh, it's a song called Riot, and it's featuring Serge Tankian. If you guys know him, he's from uh, System of a Down. He's the lead singer. And then it also features Sizzla on there, too, right? And it starts the album. Yeah, and this record, they go fucking crazy on it. And the energy, and it's like a rock song, but it's like a hip-hop song. But it's like a reggae song in a part. And then there's the energy of it. And I like songs that have a lot of like where they call back to the audience, where they're like, oh, and then like everybody says, oh, or whatever might be. Yeah, that. yeah. And that's what I really love about rock concerts, too. Because I've been to a shit ton of rock concerts, too, right? And the back and forth. And one of the illest concerts I've ever seen was System of a Down, right? They had their run with that Toxicity album. We want to go back two decades. I might even do a fucking episode on them just because that shit was dope. Hard as fuck. So this song is called Riot. Yeah. And he goes on this. And a lot of people who've never spent any time with the carnival would not have heard this record. So... If there's anything I could encourage, even both of you, maintain, filet, start that album. You can stream it. You can go Spotify, Apple Music, where the fuck you get your music, and just turn that shit up, whether it's in your headphones or when you got a minute to just blaze one and and just feel that song and see what the fuck they're talking about in 2007 and how it relates to the world right now and how the energy makes you feel. And it it makes you feel just ready to go fuck some shit up. And it makes you want to make the most out of every day and fucking realize that we got no time to waste. We got work to do, like you were talking about earlier before we jumped on to to record filet. Like, we got to make the most uh, of living right now. 
and the time is now the time is now and the state of the world and where it's at and maybe that's kind of the overall theme of of Wyclef and his music it's very worldly and there's a lot of deep messages but also very simple messages and and good game for mankind and and I think we all need to embrace other cultures and work on acceptance and work on just trying to be the best that we can be in and live the most out of each and every day. I think Wyclef is a good example of that. And you've been doing it for hella years. Hella years, man. Hella years, man. Since I was telling you guys on that number two song about the collaborations with T.I., um, next right. week on episode 15, we're going to jump into T.I. I was talking uh, with y'all earlier about just, you know, got to get ahead because I'm about to go to Hawaii in, in a couple of weeks. So we're going to record a couple of episodes next week. But I want to talk about T.I., because he just got brought up and there's a lot of really good music and he's got some classic fucking albums and it's hard for me to pick you know what i'm saying is it ti versus tip is it trap music you know what i'm saying is it i'm ready or you know i think it's hard man i think we're gonna fuck with urban legend uh there's a song on there that 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 he did with daz that man is so dope yeah so i think that's a cool album we're gonna come at y'all next week with that we're also gonna record uh an episode on ludicrous uh, before we get out of here, Filet, what are you working on this week and what are you doing to take care of your mental health? I am still, you know, exploring Eckhart Tolle, man. Taking deep dive into this guy's books, bro. Yeah. Really, really deep dive into these guys' books. Uh, the new one I'm listening to right now is called Stillness Speaks. Okay. Uh, it's a new one that I'm listening to right now and on my, my daily walks. Uh, still do my daily walks every yeah, morning. Good, um, good. Still in, you know, fishing season. Salmon season is upon us very soon and going out of town for uh Halo's basketball stuff coming up here very soon. So maintain, what are you, what are you doing there? What are you working on this week and what are you doing to take care of your mental health, man? Positive attitude, man. And stay pushing. I've been really um, enjoying this path. I've been moving along with the podcast, with my health, with my peace of mind. Uh, so I just got my foot on the gas, man. You know, the 4th of July, I might pull up to the beach or something. That's been in my in my urge system. Maybe I'll do, do it. That. Do it. Take some pictures. Get some footage. Man, go out there. Enjoy that, man. Be safe out there, too. Right. We'll be back next week. We're going to fuck with T.I. It's a good thing. We're actually almost up and running as far as getting these these cameras and the video shit all put together so that we can get the video podcast coming. Uh, I'm going to do a little prep work for it in July. So come August, man, we, it's launch time. Uh, but, yeah, I got those two weeks. I'm going to be out there in a beautiful Hawaii. So I'm, I'm getting ready for that. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like y'all, man. Let's just keep pushing. Let's just keep trying to make good decisions, make the most of each day. Live at our best. We're going to see y'all next week. It's a beautiful thing. It's all love. Hip-hop is health.